Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coach Me Expert. I'm Dori Suka, founder of Inspiration Management, and with me today is my very special guest, Tina Aiton. We are here today to share with you how to have a vision-centered mindset. So first, let me introduce Tina, and then we'll go ahead and get started with some very, very exciting information that she's going to be sharing with you. Tina is an advanced, certified, transformational life coach with the Life Mastery Institute. She's been doing this since 2014. She and her husband own Ignite Living Group, and they have been helping individuals around the country learn to create a life they love living using spiritually grounded life laws and principles. Tina knows that believing is seeing. Her primary work as a coach is in working hand-in-hand with others to help break through limiting beliefs and gain a clear vision towards achieving their dreams. Tina is a successful entrepreneur in the spa industry, and that's why I love about having her with me is not only is she a great life coach, but also she understands the spa industry and owns a spa, actually. And for the past 22 years, she has demonstrated a high level of success in building a thriving business and loyal client base. Although now she's transitioning into full-time coaching, she still owns and operates the spa in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. It's near her home in Greenville. So Tina manages to be an entrepreneur, a wife, a mom, a coach, (laughs) all of the above. That's what I call balance, right? Welcome, Tina. It's great to have you. Thank you, Dory. I really appreciate you having me on and really um, am holding a vision that your listeners will really get a lot out of today. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm very excited that you're with us. So let me go over just the main points we're going to cover today, and then we'll get started. So the content Tina and I are going to discuss today is how to plan for success during this year, implementing a new way of thinking, having that whole nice shift that we want to talk about, and then how to start living a vision-centered mindset, and then how you can create great results for this year. The thing is, Tina, I hear from people all the time, the beginning of the year, always, they're all excited and motivated, they're setting Mm -hmm. all their goals, and oh boy, this year is going to be different, and they start all (laughs) gung-ho the first week, and then the (laughs) second week, they start slipping, and then the third week, maybe sometimes slip a little bit more, so what causes people to kind of fall off the wagon, if you will, with their goals and what they really want to accomplish? Well, that's a great question, Dory. I believe that it's a few different things. But first of all, uh, you know, we all love setting new goals and thinking about the new year and having a fresh start because we want to be better and we want to have more in our life. And so we ultimately are just longing for improvement and growth. But there's a part of us that will hold us back to what we feel comfortable in as well. And when we realize that goals are not for getting, but they're for growing, it really helps us get in alignment with the goals that we set. But the other thing is, is a lot of times those goals are not set in a vision-centered life. They are set from conditions. And so it's really difficult when we set a goal based in conditions to actually follow through with it. You know, a lot of us will set a goal because we think, well, this is what I should be doing or this is what I lack in my life. 
And so when we set it from a, a mentality of lack, then it's really challenging to actually follow through longer than a week, sometimes three days, sometimes, you know, people get as far as two weeks with it. But when we really understand that what we truly believe is what continues to show up in our life, you know, that is our results. And what we focus on and think about persistently is what we actually create. Then we can decide for something different. And when we start from a vision-centered life and we actually are setting those goals based in our why, then it's much more powerful. And knowing our why is really important for follow-through. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important and a lot of people also maybe they don't visualize the goals as much as they should probably they basically right. like you said they they do them and then they don't sit down and really think them all the way through and come up with good action plans maybe to even how to make that goal a reality so yeah. probably causes them to fall off the wagon so i yeah. know you teach about welcoming the goals and having that whole different state of mind or shifting the state of mind into welcoming the goals. Elaborate a little bit on that because I love that whole philosophy of welcoming a change. Yeah, so we we first, you know, we first want to welcome the change. We can't make things happen. There's a different energy that is required to make something happen than to make it welcome. And the work that we do is really focused on creating who we are being. So we really focus on um, who we're being and, and the results are showing up in our life will tell you who you've been. And and so when we, we're questioning, you know, what, what are my primary thoughts? What are my beliefs and who am I being? You can just look at your results. That's the easiest way to tell. And um, And as you look at that, you can then start being – something different. You can begin choosing um, who you're being in any given moment, and then you're really making something new welcome versus versus trying to, you know, paddle upstream and working harder and only putting in that type of effort without really being the person that makes that welcome. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's basically opening up yourself to doing things differently and start thinking a yeah. little bit differently. Well, and if you were going to plant a garden and you didn't have the correct soil, you wouldn't just charge on and just try to make that garden happen. You would you would evaluate the soil that you're planting in. And you and I'm not a gardener, but I know this because my my husband does do some gardening. And when we when we um, planted a garden at one time, he had to create the correct environment first to make that garden welcome. Does that make sense? And so that it could grow and and do all that. And so we want to look at, you know, what is the soil within us? And is the life that I'm seeking and the results that I'm seeking, are they able to grow in this soil? And so if not, then we make the shifts necessary, the fundamental shifts within ourselves to make that welcome. And then it becomes very easy. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and then the the resistance, you know, we, we let, um, that's the other part, too, is we just really look at what are we resisting and that's not allowing that good to come easily into our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people that put a lot of resistance up. Like you said, like the, um, you know, I'm not good at that. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, they have a pattern of thinking that's stopping the good to, from coming into their life that could be theirs and it's there to have. 
Um, and so as we shift those key ways of thinking, it really shifts our results. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's this concept that we also teach called the upper limit principle mm-hmm. that we we can only allow so much good in our life. And so when things start to feel too good, we do things to dial ourselves back down to a place of comfort. Right. And the the triggers that we know that we're at our upper limit, there's nothing wrong with it. We just want to notice, okay, I must be at my upper limit, and that's a good thing because I'm growing. And it allows us to choose to stretch a little bit more and to get more comfortable with what we're wanting to come into our life. And one of the things that we want to notice is when we're complaining, criticizing, comparing, um, or I even say competing. Because I know comparing is a form of competing, but anytime we get real competitive, which is very common, especially in the spa industry, um, when we're competitive or comparing or criticizing or complaining or gossiping, those things you really want to watch for because those things are letting you know that you are at your limit of good. And that will give you an indication of what you're allowing into your life. Hmm. That's very powerful what you just said now. Very interesting. I wonder if everybody grasped the meaning <laughs> of what you were just saying. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that and help them. Yeah. So um, let me just give an example that may help. I know that when I was managing at a, a, a four-star property in the spa industry, there was always this everybody looking at everybody else's schedule. Mm-hmm. And this is when this became very apparent to me and complaining and comparing um, this person's schedule to this person's schedule and why do they have more than me. And mm-hmm. and there just became this energy of um, a very low vibration energy around mm-hmm. that. And so to shift that, I began really just giving my clients away. Like, oh, okay, well, you're not happy with that. Why don't you take this? This is not a request for me, and I'm busy. I have management things to do. You go ahead and take that client. And so I started just giving clients away. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, I noticed that what kept happening is I just kept getting more. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I started to just teach this principle uh, to the staff that was open to it, that, you know, as you um, are thinking you're trying to get more, you're actually resisting the good that is there to come to you. Mm-hmm. And and it's really an interesting concept. And if you, you, you can practice this in your life with anything, that wherever you feel like you have lack, if you start giving in that area and stretching your upper limit principle, mm-hmm. you just like really stretch that limit that of what you're allowing good into your life. And one of the ways to do that is by giving and by being very generous and loving and open yourself up in that way. And then it attracts all the things that you thought you had lack. It, it actually begins to come to you. You can do it with money. You can do it with love. You can do it with um, gratitude. Uh, all those things really start opening up a better flow in your life. And so when you see yourself complaining, criticizing, comparing, gossiping, things of that nature, that's just an indication. It's nothing to beat yourself up over. Mm-hmm. It's an indication that there's some room for growth here. Right. We have or this even, amazing – go ahead. 
or even if you see your team doing it, it's time to take a time yeah. out and discuss it with them because that's only going to put negativity in every in the whole place rather than explaining to them what is really going on so they can make the shift and improve exactly. you know the entire operation and their whole life really yeah and when and when everybody realizes that it's not a pie that we only get so much of when everybody on your team realizes that that we have this sea of abundance that we live in and there's plenty for everybody and more Mm-hmm. available to us it's just not in your awareness if you just don't see it right there in your awareness in that moment it doesn't mean it doesn't exist so then you ask yourself how do i bring this abundance into my awareness and most of the world tends to operate on this reactive or circumstance driven thinking model you can see it all over you all you have to do is turn on the news and you see it's all circumstance driven mm-hmm. this have do be model And so really to unlock abundance and freedom and and joy in your life, it only occurs when we shift to living the center, a Mm vision-centered life, which is that model is be, do, have. Who am I being? Mm -hmm. And then what do I do because that's who I'm being? And then you have because of who you're being. Does that make sense? Mm. Well, you're becoming very philosophical here, which is great. So instead of being selfish – and being, this is mine, 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 and hold on to things. If you think of uh, ab- abundance, then you're letting go, and things are going to start coming back to you. So rather than being selfish, be more of a giver. Generous. And think, mm-hmm. Generous, right? And then that way things are going to come your way more than being selfish. Right. And so you just dis- you decide who you're going to be first. Mm-hmm. And then you do what that person, a person that's generous, what does a person do that's generous? They give, right? Give of something, whether it's kindness, love, uh, charity, whatever it is, you're going to give something in that moment of yourself in order to have greater joy and abundance in your life. Right. Versus like when I have this job, then I'll do this and then I'll be happy. You know, it just, that's a vicious cycle that does not bring abundance and joy in our life and that leaves people feeling still unfulfilled and lacking something. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I was just going to say, you know, when I talk about being vision-centered with the B do have, you know, we all have circumstances. And so we can look at a circumstance, whether it be a business circumstance or relation circumstance, you can look at that and think from that uh, vibration. And we're always going to get, and that's a lower vibration. So you're always going to get a lower vibration result from starting with the circumstance versus if you start from your vision and work back from your vision, you're always going to get a much higher vibration result Mm -hmm. when we start with our vision. Right. And that's the problem, though, Tina, in a lot of cases is people don't really have a very clear vision. And that's why I like mm-hmm. the idea of you talking about a vision-centered life. So if they clarify that vision, like one of my other favorite, I have a couple of favorite books that I know. One of them you you teach all the time from. One is Think and Grow mm-hmm. Rich by Napoleon Hill. I know you're a very big yes. fan of it. 
And so am I. I recommend that book to everybody. And then the other one that talks about vision from a business standpoint is The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Mm -hmm. He talks about describing what you want your business to look like in very vivid detail. If we're talking about life, describe exactly what you want your life to look like in very vivid detail, who you want to be married to, what kind of kids do you want to have, what kind of house do you want to live in. So when Mm -hmm. you have that vision very clear, then you're more likely to make that vision a reality. So Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and talk a little bit. I know you teach also about the three steps to living a vision-centered life and uh, the Mm -hmm. law of attraction that also Napoleon Hill talks about. So maybe we can go into that a little bit and share with them how they can accomplish that. Okay, great. Well, um, the very first thing that I'll teach you just a tool, and it's a simple question, is if you don't, if you don't have a vision clear yet, you want to ask yourself the question, what would I love? Mm-hmm. And I start, I start every situation with this question, especially when it feels like a challenge. So you want to ask, okay, so in this moment, what would I really love? Then you define that in that moment. And this can only, this can just take a few moments. This isn't necessarily creating your life vision, but just in a, in a circumstance, you want to ask yourself this as well. Okay. Decide in that moment what you'd love, mm-hmm. and then just notice that conditions are just our past and they're in no way determine our future. And so it doesn't matter what's gone on in the past. You're just going to ask yourself in the moment, what would I love now? Okay? Okay. And when you find yourself saying, you know, well, I'm not good at that, you can just shift that statement and it'll change your whole result by just saying, well, up until now, I've not mastered that. Mm-hmm. Because now that gives you the freedom from now on to do something different. You could begin mastering that, right? So those two things will really help you um, in moving forward in a vision-centered life. Just those two very simple things is just shifting before you react or do something in a situation you want to just ask, what would I love? Okay. And so there's really three steps in living a vision-centered life. And, you know, this is all centered around the law of attraction as well and activating that law of attraction. So the first thing is just what what is your dream? Mm-hmm. Okay. So dream the dream. Take a moment. So everyone just take a moment to just think, you know, is – is there something that I'm longing for? Is there some discontent in my life that I really, you know, or this dream that I've kind of been putting on the back burner and feel like, oh, I can't because. When we say the word I can't because, that's an indicator that that's, a, that's not vision-centered, okay? And that's circumstance-driven. Mm-hmm. So if there's that dream that you've been putting off and saying, well, I can't do that now because, you might want to revisit that and just – Ask yourself, is that something I would really love right now? If I knew I couldn't fail and that I had all the support around me necessary to make that happen, what would I do? Okay, so that's just take a moment to dream your dream and feel the desire. What is your burning desire right now? And this is what we call in in the work that we do, this is our vision blueprinting. So we're going to blueprint it. Okay. So the first thing they need to do, let me just recap here. They should take some time Mm -hmm. after this call, you guys. You need to take some time 
and sit down by yourself in a room, quiet, and just give yourself a chance to really think and dream. Dream. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we're so busy living our life that we don't really have time to really think of what exactly we want, <laughs> what we want exactly. to think about. So make that your homework after the call, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to the goals, the goal is not the dream. If you already know how to do it, mm-hmm. it's a goal. Right. <laughs> a dream is something you don't know how to necessarily achieve completely, and it's something you can't achieve on your own. Mm-hmm. A goal is something that you do to work towards that vision or to make that vision welcome. Or to make that so there's a reality. Exactly. Yeah. So a goal is something smaller that is done in order to serve that dream. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if your dream feels more like a goal and it's just something you just haven't done, it's just something you could go do, I need to go clean up my garage, mm-hmm. that's a goal. That's not a dream. Yeah. Okay? No, I'm not going to dream so about that. <laughs> yeah. So your your vision and your dream is much larger. And right. it may feel scary, and that's a good sign. That's the mm-hmm. good news, okay, if it feels scary. Right. Okay? So first you're going to dream the dream. And then the second step is to match the vibration of the person that would person that would be living that life. Okay, so begin matching it by bringing your attention to it and you ask yourself, I'll give you another tool. You're going to ask yourself the question, what could I do today or right now? What could I do right now or today to serve that vision? Just one thing. Okay, when you step into action, it sends a clear message to the universe that I'm serious. I mean business. Okay, this is who I'm being. And I'm going to take an action to ground that. Action always grounds our intention. Mm-hmm. And you can tell what your intentions are by what you give your attention to. Mm. Very good. So if you're not giving your dream any attention, you, you're you not living your intention. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not giving your dream any attention, you're not living your intention. That is that is very profound. I love it. Yeah. Good, good. The third thing you'll do is you'll take that action step. You'll actually do it. And while you're doing it, you're going to match that vibration of the life that you would love. And the way you can do it is when you're in your dream and you're envisioning it's all worked out, Okay, so you're going to take a moment every day to envision it's all worked out mm-hmm. and you're living that dream. That's the vibration when you really imagine that. That's the feeling tone that you want to really live in is that feeling tone is if it's all worked out and that creates the expectation of it just is working out. Okay, and that creates the vibration. You need to match that vibration. If you're always living in the, I don't know how this is going to work out, this thing just never worked out for me, that kind of vibration, you can feel that's a lower vibration. Then I am the man or the woman that's doing this thing. Right. And every day I can take some action to let the universe know I mean serious business. Mm-hmm. Totally different vibration, right? And I love the little exercise that you just did, and I just took a bunch of notes. I hope everybody else is too. 
<laughs> the lesson here, you guys, is you need to sit down, have that nice big dream, then break it down into goals, and then start asking yourself these questions that Tina had mentioned. What will I love now? And then the other question that she was asking is, what could I do today to serve that vision? And then start taking action so you can make that dream a reality. This is such a great process for everybody to go through. Now, one thing I want to ask you, Tina, about visualization, because I try to do visualization quite a bit. Again, I practice mm-hmm. things that I've learned in Think and Grow Rich, and, and he talks quite a bit about that. So how often should someone actually visualize like what kind of exercises do you recommend your clients to do as far as visualization well if you're a beginner at visualization i ask people to start winning at least one time a day with that okay so you know some people are have been doing that for a longer time and so we would step that up Um, but if you've never done it before i ask people to start first thing in the morning and I really love for them to do it in the evening too so twice a day but I if they're struggling to get that new habit in place Mm -hmm. the important thing is that you begin seeing that you're winning at something Mm -hmm. okay and that you celebrate that win so it may be you do it once a day but it's more effective if it's done multiple times a day and or if you're just really good at getting into that feeling tone and staying there and keeping that vibration throughout the day, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's because someone's more practiced at it. Does that make sense? Sure. sure. And so the longer you can hold that, that vibration and not let circumstances knock you off that vibration, mm-hmm. the more success you will begin to attract into your life. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you just do just like, you know, I said, it takes time to shift those paradigms. It takes time. Um, you know, what we know from science and um, from some of the work done by um, wonderful people who understand the brain um, is that it really takes 88 days to create a totally new neural pathway in the brain. And so that's why we work with our clients for an extended period of time to be able to see those results and help hold them at that vibration mm-hmm. and so as you continue to hold that the envisioning really helps get you in the vibration it's not just about seeing it in the mind there's three things that need to happen for all of it to be powerful in your life mm-hmm. and that is that you you need to just you need to be able to see it in pictures mm-hmm. because your mind sees things in pictures so if I say your kitchen sink, you don't see the word S-I-N-K in your mind. You actually saw your kitchen sink, right? Correct. So you want to have your vision be something that you can see in your mind. You see a picture. It creates a picture, okay, a specific picture. And then you want to be able to feel the feeling, too. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to see it. Feel it and hold that vision hmm. to be able to be very powerful. So you don't just visit it once a week and forget right. about it, but you hold that vibration. Hmm. And it can be a daily practice that becomes very powerful in you being able to step forward because it's during that time that you actually can receive inspired ideas too. That's very true. 
things will come to you all of a sudden while you're in that moment and you're really in that vibration, you're feeling it, you're seeing it, and you really hold that um, Mm -hmm. energy, then you'll get really great ideas will come to you that you can act on. And what's nice about that is you just transformed your whatever you're thinking about that's negative, that negative Mm -hmm. self-talk you're telling yourself you're not good at, now because you're dreaming it as, I am good at this, or I will accomplish that, or I will be uh, whatever it is that you want to be, the best of the best in your profession, then you're sending that message to yourself rather than the negative self-talk. Yeah. And you'll you'll notice and other people will notice that mm-hmm. something is shifting within you. That's the fun thing is when someone's like, wow, you just seem so different, so happy and like <laughs> – you know, there's just a difference about you when you're holding that that higher vibration. Mm-hmm. So then the advice that you would give everybody is that you should do it at least, if you're a beginner, beginner in visualization, is start doing it a little bit in the morning, then maybe a few minutes at night, and then yep. as you get better and better at it, you can do it throughout the day, maybe take a couple of minute mini vacations while you're sitting at your desk, mm-hmm. <laughs> close your eyes, take some essential oil, and just do a little breathing exercise and then again live that dream again and think of whatever it is that you want to accomplish. I think that's yeah. very very powerful. I mean, it I can share. I'm sure you have lots of stories that you can share with people on how to again talk about desire, attention, expectations um of how you've accomplished greater things in life doing that. One thing I want to say quickly, you know, I always tell people too if you think small, you're going to be small. If you think big, you're going to be So if you want to have a million-dollar business, you need to start telling yourself, you know, have a million-dollar business and stop visualizing yourself as a million-dollar business or two million Absolutely. or three millions or however many millions you want to make in one year. So give us some examples on that whole desire, attention, and expectations, that three-step that you talked about, and maybe how they can realize. Yeah, I use this in every aspect of my life, from business all the way down to family. And you can do that with everything. One um, example that I can share with you real quick is that when I first started thinking about opening my own spa, um, I didn't have it all figured out. I just knew this is what I want. And I focused so much on the vision of it, the the end result in living that, it never even crossed my mind that it wouldn't work out until the day I was signing my lease Mm -hmm. um, on the building. And I remember just for a split second, it was like, oh, wow, what if this doesn't work? (laughs) (laughs) Then you called Dory. (laughs) (laughs) It was the first time because all I was doing, I had this clear vision and I just stayed in action. Mm-hmm. And it was it happened so quickly and opened so beautifully. It was like miracles just kept happening. Not that there weren't challenges, but every time there was a challenge, there was a there was a solution that came to me because I was so focused on the vision. Mm-hmm. All the financial part of it worked out smoothly. All the physical aspects of it, everything that needed to be ordered, even though it was a short time frame I had, it all just opened up. Mm-hmm. And. I remember just signing that lease and just going about it just like I had everything else. And all of a sudden, this little paradigm that popped up. It was like, what if this doesn't work? And then I immediately shifted right back into my vision and thought, 
And I said to myself, I am the woman that's doing this thing, and I know I didn't come this far to fail, right? And so I just went right back into my vision, what I pictured, and and I stayed in that vision so much so that that business, without any advertising, without any um, client base even, that business exploded. And in in six months um, was almost completely a debt-free business mm-hmm. in right. less than six months. And it was just really – and it was all because of the vision mm-hmm. because all I saw was the vision. I, I stayed so in it and, and practiced that and knew exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I didn't let those other things come in. Mm-hmm. There was that one time I noticed it was like, oh, wow. Right. Well, but I didn't but you stop did the work. Think. But I don't want them to think that you didn't do the work, though. I mean, you no, no, you have to do the work. Yes, you had the burning desire and the passion to go in that and drives do you. What needed to be done to make that vision a reality. Absolutely, and you know, we always tell people you can't just sit there and visualize in your office and right. go eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there has to be the action, and that's the key exactly. thing. If you can. Be an amazing visualizer, but if mm-hmm. you don't ground it with action, mm-hmm. it doesn't send the clear message. There you go. It just says that's a great idea. Exactly. It doesn't say I'm do I'm the person who's doing this, and so you have to ground it with action always. Mm-hmm. Inspired exactly. action. Yeah. So I'm teaching my son. My son just started at UF University of Florida, and he's studying biochemistry. And we were talking about goal setting and how important that is, and I made him read Thinking Real Rich over the holidays and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, Mom, this stuff doesn't work, you know, coming (laughs) from a medical standpoint because, you know, some scientists are like that. And I'm like, oh, yes, it does. And I had to sit there and and share with him stories uh, like you just shared that have happened to me and how powerful they could be. And it took me a little while to convince that little you know, son of mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you, it's funny how some people just, they need to be convinced. So I'm hoping that everybody yeah. listening to this today are convinced that really this does work. I know because the reason my business is so successful today is because I practice quite a bit of the things that you're talking about. And it is so yeah. important for a, an individual to really do all these things that we're talking about if you truly want to reach a whole new level of success. I mean, if you look at Absolutely. entrepreneurs around us, you know, from Bill Gates to all these, uh, to Steve Jobs, what he was able to accomplish, these guys were all dreamers that put action Absolutely. behind their dream so they can accomplish the things that they've accomplished. So I'm so glad that you're sharing this information. This is great, Tina. Good job. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate you um, being so open to it because it's such a huge part of everyone's success. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I also just want to add that I know that sometimes there's conflicting messages from the the world's view or science view, but there's so much opening up right now that really supports the validity of this work. Mm -hmm. And we teach it. We teach the science of it, and the, how the we teach our clients how your brain actually functions and works in order to change those neural pathways. We can actually physically change our mind. Hmm. It's not just about the thought process, but there are neural connections 
that have been made over time. Up until this point you're, in your life, there have been little highways <laughs> that have been built. Mm-hmm. And we can actually change, physically change those highways. There's, yep. there's so much work being done on that. And, um, but it does take about, you know, 90 days to really create a totally new neural pathway and release those old patterns and, and thinking. And so it is a repatterning, but it's it like can putting, be done. It's like putting your brain under construction and having new highways yes. <laughs> being built. <laughs> it is. And it's so them. exciting to do. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun work. And I love that I get to do that and watch that happen. I watch it happen before my eyes, you know, and it does it just takes time. And sometimes they're, those highways haven't been driven as much. And so they're not, they release a little bit easier and that new one is built a little bit easier. And sometimes those highways have been driven for many, 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 many years. Sure. And so they take a little bit more effort or time and support to make those new highways, but it happens. We see it all the time, and it's phenomenal. And when that happens is when you start to see the new results show up in your life because the the things that we do to create the results we have are based in our thinking. It's true, very true. So is that why some people have a hard time sticking because the highways have not had the chance to really be yes. cemented? And then they go back to their old habits or what? Yes. Yes. That's exactly why we set goals and we break them a week later because we didn't give it enough time, enough uh, repetition. And so paradigms really um, is just our map of our own reality. And it's a collection of habits that are based in our belief about ourselves and our world. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing that changes them are two, two ways we can change those paradigms or those ways of thinking is by a shocking experience which could be, you know, it could be a death, it could be a divorce, it could be an accident, uh, a major medical issue. So sometimes a paradigm will shift quickly because of a major shocking experience. And the most common way that we change those is through repetition over time. And so the way that we know that our paradigm is showing up for us is when we're working towards that dream, a lot of times we'll have distraction come up dissuasion or DEFCON, which is just like fear, like major fear. Mm -hmm. And so those are signs that, okay, we are on the green edge of our growing. We're on the that edge of our current knowing, so to speak. And so that is the good news. But if you don't have support and you don't have um, the knowledge or ability or skills built to be able to grow beyond that, they hold us back and then we've that's why we're almost at February and many of us haven't stuck with our goals Mm -hmm. because those distractions or dissuasions or fear come up and we dial ourselves back and we just go back to what's comfortable and what we know Mm -hmm. because we don't have the support structure in place. However, when those show up, when we see it as the good news and we realize that's part of the process of growing and that we can transform it only when it shows up, we can't transform it when it's not showing up for us. It just doesn't work that way. We transform it in the moment. And when they're showing up, that just means it's time for repatterning and they're ready. Mm-hmm. And then if we go back to our old way, then they go again, you know, not repatterned. And so that's 
kind of just the science with it um, as well as just the emotional part of it. You put it together and that's what happens and why we don't follow through or we don't complete something that we've really set out to do. Well, I see this happening a lot, like in spas. Like they would come, let's say, to one of our seminars. Let's say they come to the Leap Ahead seminar. They spend three days with me. They learn all these systems and structures and things, and then they go back and they start implementing. So they implement. They go crazy when they first go back, and they teach their team how to implement, and they do things a certain way. They implement that system. But then if they don't stay on top of the team to really follow through and make sure that that system is being implemented continually every single day until those habits that you're talking about are formed, then immediately immediately they go back into their old habits of things. So, for example, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll get on the phone with someone and say, okay, well, what, how is the pride system working now? And they'll say, oh, you know, we did great when we first came back. We sold $10,000 in one day, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then I say, okay, well, where are we now? He's like, oh, they're they're not doing it anymore. Well, and that's exactly <laughs> what you're talking about is that you have to keep those, the implementation, and the, once you develop those patterns, keep them going because that's how you're going to get the best results. And that's going to take yeah. monitoring. I think that's the key here is if you don't monitor your thoughts and your actions and your team's thoughts and actions and make sure that you're working towards that dream and those goals and the results, then nothing's going to change, right? Yeah, and the team has to buy into the why. So people don't buy what you do. Mm -hmm. They buy the why. Mm -hmm. And so when you've got the why clear and you're sharing it so passionately that everyone around you has the why clear, they're bought into that, and that's what creates performance. It's not the goal. It's not the number. It's not any of those things. It's the why. And so, you know, you can see that with, you know, Apple, <laughs> their advertising. If you look at their advertising, they're, they, don't say, they're, they don't say they they make computers, <laughs> right? Right. They, they are not advertising a computer. They're not advertising just a phone. They're advertising innovation right. and the why and thinking differently. That's what we, that's what we buy is mm-hmm. innovation. Mm-hmm. And so when you get clear on your why and your vision and that's who you're being and that is just coming out of you to where, you know, people are very clear around you, mm-hmm. it's a totally different experience. And things will continue to grow and move as long as you stay in a vision-centered life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So getting the team involved with this and sharing some of these things that Tina is sharing with you today would be definitely a great little meeting for you to do and uh, explore their dreams, their visions, their goals, and get their buy-in and get the why, get them to understand why they're working with you. Why do they get up in the morning and come to work every single day and ask those questions that we talked about also earlier. What could they do today to serve their vision? And if you do these little exercises with them, you're going to see that your team is going to look at their position in a totally different light, and they're going Mm -hmm. to be practicing more that vision-centered life because that's really what we want everybody on the team to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is great. Very true. Yeah. So 
I guess, uh, you know, you're so knowledgeable on this and the brain and the mind function. You've studied it, I'm sure, quite a bit. So could you tell us a little bit more about what causes the mind to work in a certain way or um, yeah. how can we apply some efforts maybe to change some of the things? Yeah, and, you know, the, the subconscious mind is so subjective. It's There's so much to it. And, you know, so many of us don't even tap into that part of our, our mind. You know, it doesn't think or reason independently. It just merely obeys the commands it receives from your conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And so just as your conscious mind can be thought of as a gardener planting seeds, your subconscious mind can be thought of as the garden or the fertile soil, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. in which that seed germinates and grows. And your conscious mind commands and your subconscious mind just obeys, okay? So if you just imagine that for a moment. So the the conscious part is just giving commands, and the subconscious mind has to obey what the conscious mind says. Hmm. And so when you realize that aspect, it helps us just understand how our brain works. But, you know, your subconscious mind does drive us a lot. So because it's un, it's like an unquestioning servant that works day and night. You know, it doesn't go to sleep at night like our conscious mind does. So it works day and night to make your behaviors fit a pattern consistent with your emotionalized thoughts, hopes, and desires. And so your subconscious mind grows either flowers or weeds, whichever you plant, okay? And um, And so really getting, growing your awareness and really helping the conscious mind choose its focus, choose what attention or, you know, what what you give attention to is very paramount. And that's why we focus on that number one, because until you become conscious of your thoughts and even aware of what your focus is and how much energy or time you're giving particular thoughts, you can't begin to change that subconscious. Does that make sense? Sure. And so, you know, the, those subconscious beliefs that are there that have been planted over time and over thinking, you know, those underlying things that are there really have an effect on us and what we will do, what, how much, you know, how we'll step out of our comfort zone or not and, you know, whether we'll be consistent or not. Um, and so... It's really important to take a look at that from the very beginning. And Joe Dispenza's work is amazing, too, on the brain. And he um, talks about just how if we can't turn that that stress response off by thought alone, how it affects us. And so, you know, if we have, um, you know, different types of stress come up in our life, and we can't manage it by our thoughts, and we live in an ongoing stress pattern um, mentally and emotionally, then that can cause problems for us, not only physically, but in our results that show up for us. And so, again, that's just part of um, really training the mind. And when we ignore that, we only look at what our actions are or what, you know, our what we need to do in our business or just, you know, in our relationships, if we don't really take a look at these things and really become the master of our mind and our thinking, um, 
it's very challenging to have completely different results and really have a transformation happen in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you can talk all day about the conscious and subconscious mind alone. Oh, yeah. That's such a yeah. deep topic. But can you share with us maybe just a couple of little things that they can do to have yeah. to repattern, you know, the subconscious mind and become more vision-centered? Absolutely. So the very first um, tool that you can use, so this is another tool, is we we really always say just notice what you're noticing. So this we all have this ability to notice, mm-hmm. or it's called in science metacognition, where we can observe our behaviors and modify them. Right. Um, so the very first step is to notice what you're noticing, and you want to f- begin fine-tuning your noticer <laughs> ability, Okay. Um, and the second thing is to know that there's a greater power than you that breathes you and knows how to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what um, no matter what your belief system is, you can you can call it spirit, you can call it universe, you can call it whatever you want, but there is a greater power that breathes you mm-hmm. and has the solutions to all things. And so we can have peace knowing that there's that and we can press the pause button on anything that comes up for us, whether it's good or bad in our thinking. You know, we can decide whether it's good or bad. But if we press the pause button when situations come up and just ask ourselves, what would I love? And then use your imagination to create what you would love in that moment. Okay, so I'll just I'll reiterate just a little bit. So first, wow. we want to notice what we're yeah, noticing. That's, that's very powerful. I just I wrote that down because I need to practice that more often. Hit the pause button. <laughs> that's what I need yeah. to do. <laughs> and what so would I love? When, that's great. Yeah. So you don't have to ever react. You can always you can always just pause in the moment and choose. Right. It just takes, I mean, when you get really good at this and you've been practicing it for years, it just takes a few seconds to just pause and ask, what would I love? And then act out of that, knowing that there's a solution to every question. And, um, you know, all the great thinkers of the past knew this. And, And you can, I mean, you can read in history about how they became great thinkers and part of it was they knew that there was a power greater than them that had the answer to every question and that there was a solution to every problem mm-hmm. and all they had to do is become aware of it yeah so how do you do that and in the moment like let's say for example i'm, I'm, I'm in the <laughs> office and somebody on my team maybe did not do something like they're supposed to or let's say i'm a spa owner and somebody keeps running late and they're aggravating the heck out of me and they're not delivering a great guest experience. So how do you how do you practice this when you're like in the middle <laughs> of the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, wait, I have to press pause button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, press it, it, the pause it, button. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely moments. And you know, I'll share an experience that I had because it was so profound. Mm-hmm. We had in in this spa that I worked at, we had this client that was very challenging to the front desk. Mm-hmm. And every time she came in, they just dreaded it. And she came in every week or sometimes twice a week. 
And they always just were like, what do you do with her back there? Because when she comes out, she's different. And when she comes in, she's so mean. And, you know, I said, let me just, you know, I gave them a lot of coaching around that. But the one thing I asked them to do, I said, will you just do me a favor? And when she walks in, I want you to quietly just say in your mind, you don't say it out loud, just in your mind say, call her by name and say, I love you. And then act from that energy. You know, speak to her from that. Because after you say, I love you to somebody, you're not going to be short and irritated with them, right? Right. And so I said, just come from that place. Because we don't know what's going on in someone's life when they come into our businesses, right? We don't know what just happened at home. We don't know what's going on in their life. And so we never want to assume that just because they're coming to the spa to have treatments and spend $300 with us that day, we can't just assume that their life is great right? or that they're feeling great, right? And, and so we just want to assume that everybody has something they're dealing with. And I know that sounds so simple, but it worked. And it was amazing to watch their experience with this particular client transform because they decided to press the pause and instead of be reactive, instead of basing it on a condition or a circumstance in the past, mm-hmm. that they were just going to start with a clean slate and just start from a place of love. Yeah. And it was just a real simple way they could do it very quickly. As soon as they saw them, they were just supposed to, in their mind, say, I love you, so-and-so, mm-hmm. and then come from that place. Now, obviously, when you're dealing with, a you know, um, an employee or things like that, you know, it really does work to just pause. And what I'd like to do to be able to get myself in the right space Mm -hmm. is to begin with questions, always ask questions. Mm -hmm. So I hit the pause button and I ask myself, what would I love in just a brief moment that takes two seconds to say that in my brain. And then I, I know what I would really love is for us to have a greater understanding of each other. I would love for us to be on the same page and be living from our vision our business vision. And so I begin with a question always. Mm -hmm. And I say, what is your intention with how you'd like to show up at work? Mm -hmm. Okay. So find out their intention and share your intention. My intention is, is that we have this amazing place that we get to share as our workspace. And my intention is, is that we understand each other and that we both have a better experience together. Mm-hmm. So when you come from that place, that conversation is going to go way better than if we start with the circumstance, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Oh, this makes so much sense. I'm sure everybody's absolutely and loving this. I hope you took a ton of notes, you guys, and I can't believe <laughs> we are right at the hour already. I mean, this Oh, my hour goodness, it flew by. It flew by, <laughs> yes, it definitely has. Uh, we may need to do another call, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As a matter of fact, Tina and I were brainstorming a little bit whether you guys in our community would love to learn more about mindset and living a more uh, vision-centered life and things like that. So I'm going to send out a survey, actually, after this call to see whether you guys would like to learn more from Tina and for us to have a customized program specifically for spa industry professionals. Take the time and fill out that survey when we send it out tomorrow. 
And uh, Tina, I know that you have a website, and again, you have a business, you do this. Uh, so do you want to let our listeners know where they can find out more about sure. what you offer and programs that you have? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is www.myignitedlife.com. That's M-Y-I-G-N-I-T-E-D-L-I-F-E.com. And I would love to offer each of you a strategy session. Obviously, you would have to call and schedule that. And what we do in that strategy session is just um, evaluate where you are, where you'd like to be, and we start creating a vision for you in that session as well. And to schedule that, you would just call 800-995-6780, or you can email me at Tina at myignitedlife.com. That's great. Well, thank you for your generosity. I think that's wonderful. They would have to be crazy not to take you up on the strategic uh, vision planning. Session. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. going to do that. <laughs> Sounds good. They're really fun. We really just have a great time. And I always say to allow an hour to an hour and 15 minutes for it. Okay. Oh, wow. You're going give to give away a whole hour to hour and 15 minutes? Yep, that yeah, is, that's what it that takes so to really have, have it be impactful. Wow, that is very generous, Dina. Thank you so much. I'm sure a lot of people would take you up on that offer. So thank you so much for sharing your You're welcome. knowledge today. It's been a pleasure having you as a guest. And I hope that everybody is going to implement some of the things that we talked about so they can have a great, successful year all the way around, not just business, business and personal so they can definitely soar in this year and many years to come. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Tina, and until next time. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dory. You're welcome. Until next time, stay inspired, everyone. God bless. Take care. Bye now.